Hello, I'm Sinead. And I'm Brian. Each week we introduce each other to a film that we love. If the other's not equally enamoured, it could mean the end of our 22-year relationship. Warning, there will be spoilers, swearing and undoubtedly arguments. This is Reasons to Dump You. Welcome to the special Brian's Birthday Week edition of Reasons to Dump You. Oh, goodness me. You do know that your birthday is a day. It doesn't encompass the week prior and the week after. a whole week. The week of Brian-mas. You people have probably been seeing all the decorations up on your local high street. The shops are full of Brian-mas gifts. I mean, it's a good thing for the economy. (laughs) I think you're taking it too far. I think you can have the day and perhaps the day either side. But this week nonsense is a bit extreme. Come on, everyone's out celebrating. There was quite a lot of people in the pub yesterday all out. For you, celebrating you, buying you drinks. Well, there was no other reason for it on a Sunday. It's not all about you. There you go. It's all (laughs) about me. Thank you, McFly. Right. I hope they sung that now, because if not, they just got credited for it. It's either McFly or Busted. I'm going to go McFly. So it's my week. It is your week. You could have gone McBusted. Well, that is is a thing. I know. You know, they did did gel together at some point. Gel. Yeah. I like it. (laughs) So it's my week. It's my film. It's a classic. Well, of course, it's your birthday, so why not? Yeah. And because it's my birthday... I thought I'd mix things up for a change. You'd do a film from the 90s. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, that'll be a refreshing change. Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to that. It's a decade I know very little about. I know, right? There you go. So, my three clues. Okay, I'm going to get this on clue one. Okay. I've I've decided that my powers of mental strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm Miss Marple today. All right. Here we go. Here we go there, Miss Marbles. Clue one. This film... Was released in 1994. Correct. <laughs> Made for a budget of 17 million, it went on to gross 247 million at the box office. Oh no! I'm a bit scared about this film. Go on. Does this film have dinosaurs in it? No. Why is it every time I read you any clues? <laughs> Jurassic Park. Well, I figure that's around the right time, and. Um... I it made a lot fact, of the box office. I love the fact every film... <laughs> Jurassic Park made like a billion or something. It made okay. a stupid All amount right. of money. fine. Clue two. I really want to make it up now and just say it's starring dinosaurs. Or Clue two. Directed by the Farrelly brothers, this went on to have a cult comedy following. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, I Not think, fun. I, oh, no. I think there's only two films... I'm not even sure one was Ooh. by the Farrelly Brothers. Okay. Okay, so I've got two films in my head. One, okay. one I've seen and one I haven't seen. Okay. And don't particularly care to see. Okay. I, I'm going to say Tommy Boy. All right. Okay. I don't know if that's a Farrelly Brothers or not. I'll give you a third clue and okay. you can see whether you're right. Go on. This film has the most annoying sound in the world in it. And it goes a little something like this. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I'm... I've got another film in my head now, but again, I didn't know they did that. Continue, you were going to smash out the party <laughs> okay. in one Okay, clue. my my final guess is Dumb and Dumber. Yes, it is. Oh, no. Dumb and Dumber. No. The cult comedy classic film that always makes me laugh. Doesn't matter when, has some of the best lines in the world. Don't forget, you know, we get to experience the soup du jour gag. Oh, I mean, no. this is the best you... day ever. Best Best birthday ever. Best year ever. Oh, no. Hashtag fact. Can we not just watch a 
bumper edition of Only Connect instead. We could chat about that. Chat about Victoria Cora Mitchell. That'd be a lovely episode for everyone. Nobody wants to hear about Dumb and Dumber. Of course they do. It's Dumb and Dumber. Dumb okay. and Dumber. Okay. Dumb and Dumber. It went on to two atrocious sequels. <laughs> One was actually Two prequel, sequels. Dumb and Dumber 2 yeah. and Dumb and Dumberer. Well, Dumb and Dumberer was first and then Dumb and Dumber 2. Oh, wow. They were smashing those titles out of the park, Well. The second one made about 10 times less than the first one, and I think the third one made about 10 times less than the second one. Okay, so we've got uh, Mr. Jim Carrey and Mr. Jeff Daniels? Correct. Okay, let's go see Dum and Dumer. Oh, the French version. Exactly. Nice. I mean, it's a pretty dumb film, is it not? It is... Yeah, it's a stupid film, but I mean, like, wow, it's good fun. It's good fun. I don't think I'm going to be as enthusiastic as you want me to be. Oh, it's going to be trouble. There's moments, but did you not find it got a little bit tedious and it felt quite long for quite a short film? And Okay, so let me read you the synopsis. (laughs) Livid. Livid. Angry already. Live. I'm just giving you my, my honest gut reaction. Nobody wants it. Okay. Here is a synopsis for Dumb and Dumber. Mm-hmm. After a woman leaves a briefcase at the airport terminal, a dumb limo driver and his dumber friend set out on a hilarious cross-country road trip to Aspen to return. And that's it. Oh, short and sweet. I quite like that. Yeah, I'm going to keep the short and sweet one because yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes, which I was going to use because they usually give you a bit more bit more bang for your buck. Yeah, get a little bit more storyline, don't you? Yeah, they kind of excuse my French, but fucked it up by saying that she left the briefcase in the car. Incorrect. And if you can't even get that detail right, I don't want to know what you thought. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, no, she left it in the terminal. She did. Deliberately. She did. To be picked up by the... The goons. The goons. By Mike Starr. Yeah, very, very formulaic story we're going with here. Which is fine, I don't have a problem with that. I... Getting a real bad energy coming off your sister. No, 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 not a bad energy. But why do you love this film so much? Well, look, first of all, first and foremost, I don't love this film. I don't love it. I mean, it's the whole point of the podcast, but fine. (laughs) Wow, okay. I don't love it, but I think it's a very, very good comedy. Okay. You know, it's of its era. There are a couple of things in there that are of their era. Uncomfortably so, I would say. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But... Generally, this is a great comedy. I think if you love Leslie Nielsen and you love... Well, he's not in it. Bear with me, let me finish. No, I'm getting aggressive. Um, If you love Leslie Nielsen's style humour and you love body gags and, you know, I'm sure young boys love this film. Lots of fart jokes, lots of, you know, poo jokes, wee jokes... There were lots of poo uh, jokes. I mean, there were quite a few. A lot of poo jokes. Well, bod- bodily gags, I would say. Not poo specifically, Thank but you. a lot of bodily gags. So, so if, if that's your if that's your thing, if that's what comedy is to you, then so be oh, it. Did that sound pretentious enough? Oh my God, I'm so <laughs> If angry. that's your level, then that's fine. If that's what you find fun, Brian. <laughs> if that's where you are intellectually, that's cool. So come on, why do you like this film? Okay, so I'll give you a few reasons why I think this... What I love about this film. Yeah. 
as I said, it's not that I mean I love the entire film, but these are the elements that I love about this film. That's absolutely fine. You were giggling away there. I Yeah, I enjoyed myself. It yeah. was a funny film. Mm-hmm. Even next to someone with a face like a bulldog that's been chewing a wasp, Untrue. I still managed to enjoy Untrue. myself. I, I laughed a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> Smiled a few times. Yeah, great. Come on. So, first of all, Jim Carrey's haircut. <laughs> It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> I actually went to school with a lot of kids with that haircut. Oh, I thought you were going to say you had that haircut. No, no, no. However, what does worry me is I did have, for about 30 years, Lloyd Christmas's chipped tooth. Yes. Exactly that yeah. chipped tooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. And that actually, apparently, um, not not to delve into my facts before they're needed, Okay. Um, that's real. So apparently Jim Carrey does have a chipped tooth and he normally has a cap on it and he took the cap off for this film. Jesus, me so, and Jim. So that's quite nice me that you've Jim. got a connection with me the old Jim see? Bob. That's reason too. Yeah. Um, the next thing was basically Jim Carrey in general. Mm-hmm. His performance in this is fucking amazing. Yes, granted. He's at the peak of his power in this. Agreed. He's hilariously funny, but when he's being serious, it breaks your heart. I mean, he plays the character... When he's getting all glassy-eyed because he's upset and when he's doing that pretend like he's telling her he loves her and... Yeah. It's really heart-touching. Heart-rending. Heart-touching. 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 Rending-touching. I actually am going to agree with you on that point. Yeah. Um, I do think that Jim Carrey turns in a brilliant performance. He does. And I think the moment when that bit of emotion comes through. He actually smashes it out of the park. He does. Early on in the film. I think I preferred the first half of this film to the end half. Right, fair enough. And when they are in their apartment and he basically is trying to convince Jeff Daniels to go on yeah. the road yeah. and he stands at the window and he starts to get emotional and, and his eyes yeah, tear yeah, up yeah. and he says, you know, he, he's, he's fed he's up. He's got of, nothing. And he's got nothing and have nothing. Alone, and yeah. yeah. And he's just fed up of being alone. Yeah, that was quite touching. Very. I feel like we could have done with more of that. I feel like these characters became less likeable as the film went on. And I had a bit of an issue well, with Well, I will agree the one thing I thought. I I stand by Jim Carrey. I don't care what you say about that. I think he did a great job. I just agreed with you. I think you're a fool. <laughs> However, um, Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Not his finest day. Do you not think? No. <laughs> he was playing it like a stupid idiot. Okay. Whereas I didn't believe Jim Carrey was playing it like an idiot. He was playing it like someone who was, yes, he was dumb, mm. but like he didn't believe he was. He was trying his best. Yeah. Whereas I didn't get that from Jeff Daniels. So, Jeff, I think it's next Wednesday when we meet up. We'll have a proper chat about that. I mean, but, you've only left it, what, about 30 years to give, well, him, to give yeah, him notes on his performance. Well, I was a lot younger and I didn't yeah. know him. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you wanted the dust to settle a little bit as well. Yeah, I mean, you can't just know someone for like five minutes <laughs> and go, oh, by the way, I didn't like that performance. It's all right. I know Jeff better than you. You've only met him a couple of times. Right. Secondly, the titles at the front of this film. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is, I think you're going to say something that I noticed. Go well, on. everything's misspelled. Yeah. In a brilliant way, yeah. the producer and yeah, uh, costume, yeah, editor, wrote by, yeah, 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 wrote Dur- by, directed by, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, like that, very, a lot. very clever, very good opening visual gag, yeah, sets Jeff, the scene, doesn't it, for it the does, sort of really film does. you're going to get. The Jeff Daniels radio headphones that he's wearing at the start. I remember I had a pair of them as a kid. They're a pair of oh, headphones. Just headphones, aren't they? No, no, no. Oh. They're a pair of headphones, but they got a radio in them. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, okay. They're fancy. I, 
I had a pair. They weren't that fancy. About 20 quid and you couldn't get any radio station from them because if you turned your head, you lost your signal. Did it have like a little aerial sticking yeah, out of them? analogue days. You must have looked cool. The ladies loved it. <laughs> I bet they did. Oh, you would have no idea how many women were just around me all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wanting, wanting to go on those headphones. Yes, please. Oh, the analogue age. <laughs> loved it. Um, The really kind of... I thought the intro of this story is very Simpsons. It's a very formulaic, brilliant way to introduce an entire story. Mm-hmm. Basically, the intro of this story is a guy's got a job as a limo driver. Yeah. Picks up a woman, drives her to the airport. He's being ridiculously in love with her because she's hot. Yeah. I, I'll come back to that. I think that was my favourite scene. Yeah. I mean, ridiculously in love with her mm. because, because, you know, like, wow, she's, she's an attractive girl and mm. she's talking to him. And he drops her at the airport and sees, while he's doing this over-the-top, goodbye, my love, <laughs> sees her put a briefcase down, walk off, and goes to try and help yeah. and grabs it. Yeah. And the whole thing starts. Great. It's really irrelevant that he and his friend have these shitty jobs. Yeah, that's just the context it, yeah. of their characters. I agree with you. Very, very... Prim- I'm going to compare it to the Home Alone setup, yes. which is equally kind of succinct and basic, you know. Yeah. Family go on and holiday, in, kid gets left at yeah. home. You've got 10 minutes, you know your characters, yeah. you know your position. Yeah. You even know that, oh, all hell's going to break loose, he got this briefcase, because you've seen your two You've gangsters. seen the bad guys. Yeah, everything yeah. is set up really fast. Yeah. And I think I miss that in a lot of modern films. Some films are brilliant at it, don't yeah. get me wrong, we've had a couple recently that are very good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I kind of miss that, there's... This is a controversial comment from someone who has directed. Uh-huh. I think directors have way too much power. Way too much power. Mr. Controversy. And so they'll spend 40 minutes getting into their own character minds and all this. And actually, we're talking about a viewer medium, right? We're talking about an entertainment medium. Of course, artistic cinema has its place. 100% it does. But, like, I don't need three hours to tell me most stories. This two hours 40 thing we've got into... Apart from the fact it's too long, too long for anyone to sit and watch. And when you get to 47, two hours 40 without a piss. But also, how many people can you get in the cinema? Oh, we need to get more people into the cinema. Well, then stop making films that are four hours long because I can only do two screenings a day. So therefore, it has to cost 400 million pounds because I have to be able to sell about a billion pounds worth of sugar every time I screen your film. It's simple maths. I'm just... Well, you know, Point maths... it out to the film industry and now just sort yourselves out. You know, maths isn't my strong point. However, what I will say on that yeah. is, yeah, some films should just cut to the chase. They should. And comedies, I think, particularly are quite, you know, a good platform yeah. to do that. Yeah. You can You can just go straight in with the story. But not all films suit that. Sometimes you need a lot of kind of background and build up. It's not just, you know, this is a very formulaic, farcical film. I know that, but my point is, most you say some films need it, some do, mm-hmm. most don't. Well, yeah, I mean, not according most to you, because you've got no soul, but you know. No, but I don't need three hours of background, I don't need it. I just want to watch something that's going to entertain me, going to make me smile, make me laugh, make me cry, scare the shit out of me, I don't care, but it's going to entertain me. <laughs> I was going to say, you want all that in one film? Yeah, <laughs> High that's standards. all. No, just, I don't care which, you know, but it fills me full of emotion. I come out, I go, wow, and yeah. I want to go back to the cinema yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. 
you have to look inward if you're wondering why people don't go to the cinema as much. Because when you do give them that entertainment value with your Marvels and your stuff like that and you try and stick to your formulas, people love it and yeah. they go in their droves. Yeah. Maverick, and then they go, proof in point. Yeah, and they go, oh, well, it must be the director, so I'll get let him make anything he wants for seven hours. And then, oh, well, no one turned up to that, but he was brilliant. Well, I don't know. I think there's only certain directors that are getting that sort of lead. I know there are, but I'm saying it A lot of them are probably under the cosh. Moving on, next point. Next wow, point. I got quite quite into that. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have a bit of passion in your blood. Um, dirty. <laughs> dirty boy. So, next thing. Um, oh, yeah. I love how seriously, and I would love to take a job as seriously as Lloyd Christmas does. You think he takes his job seriously? Oh, very. He wanted to be the best chauffeur in the world. He's <laughs> chatting away to her, the way he knocks at the door. He's driven her in there. He asks for a hug before she leaves. I mean, genius. I mean, he Love also it. he also uh, uses his position early on to try and chat up a lady by pretending he's the passenger of the limo. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, that's not taking your job seriously. That's a that's instant dismissal, surely. Well, posing as as the rich man that o- that owns the limo rather than the driver. Well, to be fair, it was flawed, wasn't it? Well, I'll get in. I'll show you the way. Um, <laughs> it's never bit flawed, work. but anyway. The next thing that I thought was genius, this film has a reflection of the future energy crisis in it, as in the mod, the current one. Yeah, go on. Well, someone's come round to get the gas bill payment. They're carrying a gun. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're not actually the, the gas men. No, I know, but I love the fact they thought he was. He was like, there's two of them. One of them's got a gun. And the first thing he says, did you pay the gas bill? It's like, wow, how hardcore is that? Um on that note, yeah. I thought that was a bit of a weak gag. So so Lloyd's got the briefcase. The goons need to get the briefcase back. They arrive yeah. at the door. Go on. Lloyd, Tread carefully. Lloyd and Harry skip town. And yeah. they, they leave a note on the door basically saying, gas sorry, gas man, you know, yeah, yeah. we can't pay the bill. We, we've gone to Aspen. And the goon, who yeah. apparently you're telling me was in Goodfellas. He was. Okay. I believe you. He was the Midnight Dwight man, the commandant. Yeah. He helped set up. He was supposed Quite a small to... part, was it? No. Why did I not recognise him? Jeez. Anyway, he says he's got an ulcer, and so he reads it, and he goes, "Oh, how did they know, gas man? How did they know I had a problem with gas?" That was a bad joke. Okay. It... Well, you, what? Every single joke didn't land for you, and so that makes it a poor film. I I would say a lot of the jokes didn't land for me. Maybe so, it's my maturity now ooh. that I've hit 40. Maybe so that's what it is. Next week, everybody, it's going to be Reasons I'm Alone, <laughs> the podcast, hosted by me, talking with me about things that are wonderful about me. Come on, convince me, convince me. The next thing you cannot deny in this film is phenomenal is the music. Okay, so... Go on, deny that one. No, I can't. So so two things um, that you've mentioned that I enjoyed. I enjoyed the credits. Yeah. With all the misspelling. And music is my top one. The soundtrack for this film is epic. It is. So that's that's elevating its score, to be perfectly honest, because we had Boom Shakalak. We did. We even had Red Right Hand, Peaky Blinders. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That that's yeah. you're never gonna go wrong with that. We obviously we had the Pretty Woman, yeah. famous Pretty Woman Roy Orbison tune. Um, Crash Test Dummies. Crash Test Dummies, the ballad of Peter Pumpkinhead, and I think we had mm, Yeah, we did. Amazing. Um Crash, Republica. Yeah. Two Brilliant. foot of butt crack. Two foot of butt crack was all I could see. <laughs> that's what's playing when they're in the... the Diner? That's it. Yeah. That's the word. Okay. I didn't. I don't know that one. Oh, but the, genius. The soundtrack, yes. Absolutely, absolutely agreed. Get it. Get get yourself on Spotify. Yeah, 100%. Listen to the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. Yeah, it smashes it. Genius. Genius. 
Um, and then you've just got so many quality jokes in this give me film. Give me a couple then. So the way he talks to the old lady on the mobility scooter. Oh, so this is, he's trying to get, and I love, I wish we had these in this country. He's trying to get the paper out of the, um, yeah, the little machine, the, the little, machine. Pe- yeah. Case. He's getting a smutty paper. It's a smutty thing and he loses his wallet in there. Yeah. And then he, yeah, he asks her to stay and look after his stuff while he goes yeah, to break it. Yeah, so he him. asks her no. if she can break a dollar. She says no, because he's got to get back into the machine to get his wallet. And so he puts his beers and everything else that he'd bought. With the hat, the hat, that was <laughs> the funny, big foam funny hat. visual gag, yeah. Because um, he told him to not buy anything that wasn't essential, so he bought everything. And he goes, "Okay, would you watch my stuff while I go and break a dollar?" Yeah. And he goes, "See, that's how they say, no slow and dangerous behind the wheel. Old people can so." As soon as he walks off, he says, "Don't go dying on me." <laughs> yeah. But the genius gag, then is, and apparently that's a removed scene. I read somewhere. I read that as well, yeah. so I'm not sure why that's a removed. Scene well, no, no, no. It, it, he goes back to her. Oh, oh, okay. Apparently he goes back and like she's gone and everything's gone, but they cut that scene out. Oh, okay, yeah. Or he don't. confronts her or something. Yeah, I can't don't. remember, we but there's an additional bit. But anyway, yeah, so he tells, don't go down on me. Then he gets back and he's basically, she's just robbed him of everything. It's yeah. just brilliant. It's brilliant because it's like he's, he's been really nasty at this poor little old lady. So she's just robbed him. Yeah, quite right. Genius. She's taken all his calls. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good gag. It was a great gag. Um, you've got the fact that his pet head, his pet's heads have fallen off. Okay, so fucking great. I, I want to talk to you about this. So, um, <laughs> so good. So, so our ha- pet's heads are falling off. <laughs> Harry has this little parakeet. He does. And the goons, when they break in, yeah, they're not there. The briefcase is not there. So to send a message, they behead yeah, the parakeet. They do. Now the gag of <laughs> my parakeet's dead. Yeah. What's what, what's wrong? Off. His head's fallen off. And yes, admitted, admittedly, when Lloyd says, our pets, heads have fallen off. Very, very funny, right? Yeah. I, I thought that was a funny gag. I didn't get the <laughs> don't say it. blind child Oh, come gag. on. I don't get why that's so funny. So when they leave town... <laughs> because it's so wrong. But hang on a minute. When they leave town, uh, he he sellotapes the parakeet's head back on and sells it for 25 bucks to the blind blind. kid so that he's got some money, right? And then we see the blind kid. Pretty bird. Yeah, stroking. Pretty pretty bird, pretty bird. He's he's got his head sellotaped on. I don't think... It's just not funny. (laughs) It's genius. Why? (laughs) How is that funny? Because the fact that the way he says it, he knows it's wrong. Like He's like, where'd you get 25 bucks from? And he's eating his crisps going, sold a few things. (laughs) And he's like... Don't worry, I sorted it. He like it's just such. It's funny because it's the worst thing you could do. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it's horrible, but that's why it's funny. But it's not. I, I genuinely, I oh, just didn't on. find it funny. Come on. I genuinely didn't find it funny. I'm a There's bit, I'm a bit baffled by that it. That was genius. And I know, and everybody, well, everybody, but that's quite a well-known yeah. scene from this film, and Pretty people bad. think it's hilarious, and I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. It's just not that funny to me. Um. You've got Lloyd running in the van. Oh, as they're driving along. <laughs> You've got to try this. It was like running at incredible speed. That's the sort of thing that kids and stuff do. They're like kids. Which it's I the love. sort of thing you would do now. Yeah. The best gag ever in the history of any film ever. And I'm going to do... Oh, come on. You're building this up I'm a bit. I'm going to do it. It's going to be another one of my academic studies. Soup du jour. Oh, Discuss. God. Come on. You have been... Doing this gag in real <laughs> life brilliant. for like 
30 years. Because it's so good. I mean, it's so good. Come on. Oh, excuse me. What's the soup du jour? It's the soup of the day. Mmm, <laughs> delicious. Come on, man. I mean... The question's dumb, the answer's worse, <laughs> and then the response is genius. It's a good gag. It's a great the gag. The greatest gag in the history of cinema. Oh, it is. No. It is. It's, it's it, hilarious. It's, it's, it's it a never good gets gag. Old. It's a good gag. It's I, brilliant. I think for me, most of the the good gags and the good comedy moments came in the early part of the film. I've said it already. I'm reiterating okay. it now. All right. Well, anyway, you had all that sort of thing. You had the food con where he rips them off and says, I'm going to buy him drinks. And everyone wanted to do that after that film. Oh, that's a great trick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then later on when they're in the car running away... He goes, so what happened in the... Because he said, he saw, I saw that in a film. And he went, oh, God, how... So what happened? Did they get away? Scott Cleaver, no, they come up to him half a mile down the road and slit their throat. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> Again, yeah, very... Yeah, great. I yeah. liked it. You liked the gag about drinking pee? The I, child? Yes, you did. I... The police officer drinking the wee? Yeah, I quite liked that gag. Um, how many bottles do you think you could fill full of urine? Oh, urine. I mean, urine. I used to be able to get through. I could do white strike two litre bottles full of it. But I'm older now. <laughs> Bottle and a half. But I could oh. do it more regularly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Nice. Um, then just there's loads and loads of these sort of games. I'm not going to read out every single one, but, you know, and all the little things that Jim Carrey does. Mm-hmm. You know, when he's putting out the vibe, when he's by the bar putting out the vibe. Oh, like his sexy... Yeah, you, and he's like lifting up his jacket so you could look at his ass yeah. when he's hanging by the bar kind of putting out the vibe. In a, in a beautiful orange tux. Yeah, and when the um, the old man who's working at the the hotel says, you look great, and he does the sort of shooter thing and gives him a couple of hundred dollar yeah, bills. Yeah, yeah, that was quite nice. Um, Jim Carrey is undeniably excellent in this film. I'm phenomenal I'm, I'm not disagreeing film. with that, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Like, even when he says, do you remember me at the door when he goes at the end? He says, oh, do you remember me? She goes, no. And he's like, and his heart, you can see his heart physically break. Yeah, he looks crestfallen. He looks absolutely mortified. But then, but then when she remembers his name, his name yeah. yeah, he's like, you remember? Oh, it's just brilliant. But I think it's got one of the best dream sequences oh no I see I think this ever. is where it started to go a bit off kilter for me what where is it so you came to say hello yeah oh, come on so they're driving along oh. on their way to Aspen to return this suitcase yeah that they don't realise has I all this money I can't believe you didn't it. laugh at any of that I okay so my, my issue with it yeah I thought the initial he goes into this dream sequence and he imagines walking to her door and she yeah. opens the door and doves fly from behind her yeah that yeah, that's quite funny. I quite like that. I quite, well, that's not the funny bit. Quite like the tune. Then we go to um, he's like in a ski lodge, yeah. imagining himself with her <laughs> and her friends. So she says, "Do you love me?" But no, that's a great ski mask. The point is, he's not funny. No, he's imagining but, himself. I know, being but it the wasn't that so- funny. But that's the point. But Sinead. no, but you were like. Yeah, but that's wetting yourself. But that's good comedy. It's funny because he, in his head, that character in his head, everyone would love him. Everyone would think I, he's hilarious. I mean, he's making shit jokes and everyone's laughing. He sits for his farts. No one finds that funny. They're all cracking up. <laughs> they wouldn't in polite society. He throws peanuts at his face. They wouldn't find that funny. He thinks it's genius. Even before that, he's given her a hug and he's like like some sort of fucking pervy 14-year-old trying to look at her ass yeah. as he's hugging her. But these are the things I, in his head that would be perfection, and she's going to love him and fall in love with him. And it's also 
crap and pathetic. That's why it's funny. I understand. You don't need to explain well, the gag to me. Well, I clearly do because you didn't find it very funny. Because it wasn't funny. It, I, I, oh, I understand the gag. It just wasn't shit. funny. And, and when he was trying... Oh, shit. When, when he was... Oh, <laughs> shit. When he was impressing her friends in this non-impressive way and he did a kind of a... I think it was like a Three Stooges boop on someone's face. Yeah. You you just started cracking because up. Because it's such a shit thing to do. <laughs> no one would do that. Yeah, he thinks it's hilarious. And they're all going, ah, ha, ha, And when ha. he threw the bowl of peanuts yeah. in his face, because you, no you one, were cracking last yeah, because But no it one, wasn't funny. No, that's the point. The situation is funny, not the gag. Who would do that? Okay. It's fucking genius. Next part of the dream sequence oh. that wasn't funny. Don't the, say the kung fu. Yeah, Don't, the whole restaurant bit. Oh, piss. It wasn't oh. funny. It wasn't funny, though, was it? That was incredibly Leslie Nielsen, and you oh. can't tell me it wasn't. That was Naked yeah. Gun all over. Yes. I don't think that's... That's not for me. That's not for me. It's you not. Are, it wasn't that funny, no. though, was it? How long have I got so that, so I can get my dissolution from this relationship again? Three months, I think. Right. December. Um, I mean, I've got two reasons that they're going to basically go, yeah, no worries, mate. Oh, these it's are the reasons you're going to give the... Yeah. Uh, Registrar. Yeah, I'm not going to get 50% of your shit. I'm getting like 75% of your shit with this. We'll go to Judge Judy over this. I don't care. We can go to Judge Judy. I just didn't... Yeah, that that was not my comedy. Oh. That was not my milieu, shall we say. Christ almighty, the amount of dross that you... Oh, my God. I'm living... <laughs> I'm actually really... I, I want to hang up. Look, I want to just stop you the podcast. Yeah, I've had enough. I don't want to record any more of these. Um, I'm just saying, the dream sequence, it wasn't for me. It's one of I the best... I preferred the earlier gags. What about the dream bit at the end, where she goes, oh, I want to introduce you to one of the most sweetest, loveliest, nicest men, and he just shoots him and he kills him. He's so angry, he thinks he's shooting the husband. Um, I'll be honest, I was quite <sighs> sort of... I was a bit disengaged by that point. Oh, I was a bit disengaged. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, I'm busy writing now. I, I, I've nothing more. Do you know what? I think this is a good time to get away a bit, have a break. Let's have... Cool <laughs> I need off. to cool off. Do you off. need to cool off? I need to cool off. Let's go put you in the shower. Yeah, so it's time for your famous... Nerd alert! Is this my time to shine? Polish my badge? Thank you, Brian. While you're in the shower cooling off, I'm going to give you some facts about Dumb and Dumber. This is the Farrelly Brothers' first film. It was turned into a Hanna-Barbera cartoon, um, which was written by Bennett Yellen, who also co-wrote the screenplay for this, along with the Farrelly Brothers. Jim Carrey was the first actor to have three films go straight to number one within a year, and that was The Mask, Ace Ventura, and then Dumb and Dumber. Some alternate cast for the film. As Harry, we could have ended up with Rob Lowe or Gary Oldman. As Lloyd, we could have had Nick Cage, Steve Martin or Martin Short. Apparently, the script did the rounds and was then rewritten and pitched under a different title, which was A Power Tool Is Not A Toy. The toilet scene in the film, where we get Lloyd uh, defecating (laughs) out of control, um, apparently happened to Clint Eastwood. Uh, They had a little chat about it and he said, yeah, that happened to me. The Canadian title is La Cloche et l'Idiote. And the Mexican title is Una Playa de Idiotas. Nice. You said toilet gag. I assume you meant not Lloyd. Oh, no, I meant Harry. Harry. Cool. Correct. Yeah. So that happened to Clint. Apparently. Apparently there was some uh, 
place where they met and he said, oh yeah, I, I, that gag was really funny. That happened to me. Your boyfriend Clint said that gag was really funny. I mean, we've not dated for quite a few years now. You're not likely to ever again now, are you? Uh, yes, hmm? that, that's what puts me off, not hmm? the fact that he's in, in his 90s. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so thank you for those. I think Nick Cage would have been a piece of genius casting for this film. Do you? No, Nick Cage is not genius casting for any film. Oh, I know, yeah, here we go. No, um, don't I'm not a Nick Cage. I'm me. not a Nick Cage fan, but... <laughs> She's a loo. So there was a couple of other things. So, yes, let me start with the 90s gags mm-hmm. that now I struggle with. Yeah, there were there were a few. Yeah, so I think, well, really, there was one, actually. The, the main one that was... Because there was a few things like where he goes, oh, oh we've got to be classy, look at the hooters on, or yeah, front bags yeah, on yeah. that or Yeah, so, yeah, some of the derogatory language, yeah. Yeah, that's a bit shit. Yeah. But it was kind of trying to make a point that the, the one thing they are not is classy. Mm. So I didn't like those, but uh, whatever, they're of their era. Yeah. Um, but the one I really struggled with, I, I don't know why, was the toilet scene. Completely agree. Be so, here for man love or whatever. Yeah, so when they pull over for petrol yeah, and... Lloyd goes in to use the bathroom yeah. and there's a piece of graffiti on the wall that says be here on the 20 for man love be here on the yeah. 25th at 2:15 of- a.m. yeah and the door opens and it's the big thug guy yeah that they from- scammed yeah. for their for their That's dinner the and i even though even that eh, whatever I would have been all right with that for cutting there. Cutting there exactly yeah but then they cut back and he's like yeah. pushing his head down yeah. like he's going to actually and he says, Jim Carrey says, um, go to my happy place, go to my happy place. Yeah. Yeah, it's really uncomfortable. Yeah, those, yeah. Uh, that was a little bit, I, th- me, I think they one. need to actually take that scene out. Well, they could just stop it where the door gets kicked open. He goes, mm. ah, yeah. and then later on you could cut to the van and he goes, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. And you would have everything there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I um, agree with you. It doesn't, it's, it's not. Yeah, yeah, it was just a bit of a, it was a bit of a weird one for me and a little bit too, there was a lot of kind of homophobic yeah. comedy at that time. Yeah, I think that was. this now because of the way it was shot, kind of fell into. I think. Yeah, I I agree with you. You know, um, but anyway, that yeah. was the serious side. No, but I think that's good that you brought it up because it made me feel uncomfortable. And I, yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not. I think they need to. They yeah. need to re-edit this part of the film. Yeah, genuinely, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. you know. Um, I, so more things I loved. I mean, and and I noticed one of the first things that I realised is when it comes to reading. I read exactly the same way as Lloyd Christmas. I feel I mean, like him. You're a little bit better. I know, but not a lot. But I think sometimes you just to get he, yourself flustered. To he, to he. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was genius. And then the scene with the hot peppers. So where they spike oh, yes. the burger. With yeah, where they the kill peppers. a man, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they spike his burger with all these hot peppers. Mm-hmm. and But before that, where they eat one each. Yeah. You know, and they're like, oh, oh, oh and yeah, and they're spraying ketchup and mustard. And mustard. Do you think mouth. what do you think that was? Do you think they actually sprayed ketchup and mustard in their mouth? Oh, why not? Or was it, it just coloured water? Oh, gross! I don't want a mouthful of ketchup and mustard. Pay me what Jeff Daniels earned for this film. <laughs> a lot and less I'll than eat Jim, nothing but it. A lot you. less than Jim Carrey, yeah, I think, because right. apparently Jim Carrey got offered, I think, seven hundred grand. Right. Um, but when they were negotiating it with him, yeah. because Obviously Ace Ventura, yeah, exactly, because the because Ace Ventura had skyrocketed, I think he got like seven million. Probably, 
But wow. it made it made far more than wow. that back. Didn't I know. I'm just he saying. He was though. huge at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge. I mean, man was on a good run, right? He had mask. He had Ace Venturi. He had this. I mean, he was flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cable Guy actually sorely underrated guy, film. Yeah. I think very good mm. guy. Very good film. Um, yeah, and I just when when they were doing that bit anyway with the sources and they were, mm, mm. I thought, my God, that is what every old person does when you take them out to eat anything that doesn't have <laughs> chips with it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? As soon as it doesn't have chips with it, they're like, oh, it's a bit spicy. <laughs> and it's just this overreaction because somebody put black pepper on it. Or yeah, no, it's true. Because, it, I mean, God forbid it should have garlic in it. Is it me or is this spicy? And you're like, it's not spicy at all. And you it's get this just performance. Got yeah, you get this performance because it's not from a harvester. Look, the older generation, we'll get there. We'll get oh, there. Oh, I'm sure I will. You know, I can't in, really handle my spice as well th- as I used to. In 30 years' time. We won't, we won't be able to eat anything. We'll just be. I'll probably be the other end. I've got so pretentious. I'll be like, "There's no garlic in this. <laughs> <laughs> There's no garlic." Um, but yeah, no, that just made me smile. I couldn't help but think of pretty much every person over the age of sixty that mm. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they get anything that, that isn't, isn't just on the Witherspoon's menu. Bland, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just that made me laugh. Um, and yeah, I I also just really really. Love the fact that even at the end of this comedy film, I don't know what reputation the US police department mm-hmm. has in general, mm-hmm. but even in this film, once everything's resolved, they burst in. Ah, but at least they were in the building undercover. True. Because they sent him True. in. But to they did allow. The situation. <laughs> Eight shots to be fired. One yeah. person to be shot in the chest. Well, they sent a civilian and then six in. Six other shots to be fired. <laughs> they sent a civilian yeah. in to defuse the situation. I mean, the fact is, you could have arrested him anyway. He was holding two people hostage upstairs yeah. with the firearm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but mm. even that question mark. Yeah, I, I, I loved it, but I just think that yes, there is elements of this film that I, I agree with you actually I never realised when I was younger how saggy it gets it does get saggy um, okay, and it really does get saggy and I think the reason it gets saggy is because I think otherwise it would have been about 70 minutes long and you know if you'd have kept them coming bang 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 and yeah. also you've got to get allow things a little bit of time to breathe but it's just a great it's American style comedy and it's genius and it deserves far more credit than it gets, whoa. especially from people like yourself. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Look, it is the epitome of American 90s comedy. Um, it's Farrelly Brothers and they deliver on what they deliver. And just because I'm not a huge fan of the gross out body gags, I yeah. know that a lot of people are. That's yeah. just not my kind of yeah. thing. I think, as I said, you know, it was a very formulaic story, which I have no problem with. Yeah. Because that's a great structure on which to hang comedy. Yeah. I just, yeah, much as you've just said, I just feel like it kind of dragged a little bit in the middle. And the more I kind of propelled towards the end, the less I actually really liked the characters. Why? I'm not sure. They kind of started out. And like you said, we had a little bit of kind of um, sincerity and emotion from Jim Carrey. Yeah. But I don't feel feel like they built on it in any way. Explain. Well, there was no sort of emotional arc that they went through. And don't look at me and be like, oh, it's a comedy film. What sort of emotional arc do you want? But I still want the core of of the characters to be likeable or... I suppose they don't even need to be likeable, but I need to want to, to, to know 
you know, where they're kind of going to go. And it just got to a point where it was like, okay, they've made it to Aspen. Oh, not really bothered now. It just, it just all felt a little bit sort of saggy, which you yourself said. No, that was your own words. Well, well, yeah, okay. That wasn't what you said. No, well, it, it was. A, I'm doing everything I can to keep my cool. Look, here. I'm just saying, I I enjoyed the first third of the film more than the last oh. two thirds. What? Oh, I'm getting it. What? You're still mad about every which way, but loose or whatever it was you made me watch last week. A League of Their Own we watched last week, Brian. Yeah, and because I said the first hour and 40 was a bit boring. Oh, no, no, You're now going to say, no, the last hour and 40 of this one was a bit boring. No, I just, I just preferred, I I preferred the setup. I preferred the gags. I agree with you. That scene where, at the beginning, where he drops Mary at the airport was hilarious. Genius. And and the fact that um, she goes to tip him and he's like, oh, no, I couldn't accept that after all we've been through. And all he's done is drive her to the airport. And then he hugs her. I hate goodbyes. Yeah. And then, like, touches her lips with his fingers yeah. and drags them off. Like, it was it was just, yeah, it was it was very, very funny. And I just felt, yeah, that it wasn't as funny in the, in the second portion of the film. That's all. I think everyone's entitled to their opinion, even when they're wrong. I've always said that. Wow. A um, uh, couple of other things I wanted on, to then. ask if you noticed. Go on. So um, they stop on the way and they they book into a motel. Yep. And the bad guys are downstairs. Yeah. And the bad guy goes into the phone box and he phones. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Through. And the guy outside the punch. You, re- you obviously recognise the guy outside. Yeah. Gerard from Everybody Loves yeah, Raymond. Yeah, absolutely. Thought that was a lovely little... Love uh, him. He's so good. He's really good. Get off the phone. <laughs> so just punching him through the glass. <laughs> through the glass, yeah. So that was kind of... I enjoyed that. Um, and... Phoebe's mum was in this. I know, I know. Phoebe's mum from Friends. She played Helen, yes. who was Mary's mother-in-law, I believe. She, no, yeah, stepmother. Stepmother, Stepmother, it, yeah. I think it was. Um, yeah. I know. Genius. And I can give you a monkeys connection as well. Well, apart from the music was playing in it. Yeah. And he said that the monkeys was a... Major influence on, on the Beatles. Beatles. Yeah. Excellent gag. Uh, Terry Garr was in the monkeys feature film Head. Who's Terry Garr? Oh, sorry, she is Phoebe's mum. Oh, okay. Sorry, she's cool. the actress that is Helen in this film and plays Phoebe's so mum. So what's the link to Back to the Future? I'm struggling with that one, Brian. Oh, yeah. I might have to spend the week trying to figure that out and then just put it on our Instagram post because I'm not sure. But I'm giving you a monkey's double link. Okay. Just saying. What's the other one? That she was in head and that, that they said, oh, the monkeys were a major influence on the Beatles. I said the first one. The major influence. Because I was about to say it and then you said it before I could get there. <laughs> Stealing my stuff. Theft. Anyway, so it. that's that's elevated the score as well for me. Hasn't it? Hey? Mm-hmm. Hasn't it just? So talking to that, I think we probably should discuss scores. Okay. Now, bearing in mind that right now I'm gripping the edge of this table. Oh, I know. That my teeth have been grinding so hard that I think I've dislodged one and probably reintroduced the chip at the front <laughs> of my face. Um, let's hear what great fair score you're going to give this fabulous film. I think if you... and the reasons why. Yeah, yeah. Just back off there. All right, Buckaroo. all right. Um, I think if you enjoy gross-out comedy. Yeah. I think if you want a trip to the 90s. Yeah. To an you know an all-American comedic film. Yeah. 
Uh, and if you're a Jim Carrey fan, yeah, I think you should go and watch this film. For me personally, it's fun. It's fine. I don't need to see it again. It's not Clue. It's getting 2.5 VHS tapes. Okay. How you can claim this Generosity. Generosity. 2.5 VHS cassettes, which I think is solid. Very, very solid. So, Sinead, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm a little lost for words. Which doesn't happen often. No, it doesn't. I'm a little angry. Which happens often. Um, <laughs> yeah, it does. You used a phrase that you use a lot. It's quite nasty. You say, I don't need to see that again. You've used that I before with my films. I don't, I films. Need, to I don't need to see that again. I've done it now. I might pick it now every week. It's my <laughs> week. I might get Dumb and Dumberer next week. Oh, and no, apparently no. that's awful. Dumb and Dumberer, Dumb and Dumber 2. Yeah. And, and, the and the cartoons. Animated that's series. That's what I'm going to watch <laughs> all the time. That's it. I'm going to uh, pay for it as well, just to annoy you. Apparently the animated series has got a um, purple beaver in it called Kitty. Okay. A pet purple beaver <laughs> called Kitty. Okay. This is a kid's cutting, people. Just That's fine. Saying. You know the beaver's an animal. It's not always a vagina, right? You well, know that? You know. So, my score. Let's go on with it. So, I think this is a great comedy. Oh, God. No, I think this is a great comedy. I think this has got a lot of top gags in it. I think Jim Carrey's at the peak of his career in this. I think the Farrelly brothers introduced something new and fresh. I think it's got great music. I think if you really understand comedy, you love this film. Oh, please. And therefore, I am going to give it, because it's got a couple of older... Look at your face. Don't you dare. I'm, I'm tempted. <laughs> just a top score. Just to annoy you, but I'm going to be truthful. There are a couple of gags that are a little out of date yeah. at a time. And there's a couple of moments it could be a bit faster. For that reason... It's getting, I'm going to give it a three and a half. Three and a half. Fine. VHS tapes. Okay. I thought you were going to go four and I was going to lose my... No, 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 no. It doesn't deserve a four, but it deserves three and a half. And honestly, it was a lot funnier in when I first watched it and I was a lot younger than it mm. is now. Mm. But it's still genius and it still has genius gags. It'd be like you saying Airplane doesn't have genius gags. It does. Airplane does have genius... Airplane is... is anyway... F- Anyway, what before you aspire you start, to for this film. Before it you start, this sense. is not the same type of film. This is <laughs> reasons to dump you. Right, Just I have one. got one, two, three, four, five, six today. Six. Yeah, that's a record for me. Well, I've never had more than five for you, but today I have six. And they're probably not valid. And so. every single one is valid. So the first reason to dump you, and first reason I'm going to use in our when we go back to Brixton Town Hall. <laughs> Is you've got no sense of humour. Oh, please. Everybody who knows me knows... <laughs> they know your They thing. know I've got a sense of humour. No sense they of humour. They know. That's a big issue for me. I can't spend every day of the rest of my life with someone with no sense of humour. <laughs> Secondly, you basically said you hate Leslie Nielsen. I am not... I don't hate... I've got nothing against the man, but he wouldn't be my choice to watch. Perfect reason to get term, rid of you. In terms of comedy. Next... I'm disengaged. I was disengaged. I did. I did. Oh, I mean, uh, even right you there, admitted it, it needed to kind I didn't of pick say, the pace up a bit. I didn't say I was disengaged. No. Rude. Mm. Next thing is, you use terms like emotional arc. <laughs> if ever there's a reason to let someone yes. go, to come loose, 
is throwing the phrase emotional arc. I need an emotional arc. Go and watch Fried Green Tomatoes if you want an emotional arc. No, but but it. <laughs> you know what I mean. It's like pathos, isn't it? It's yeah. you want that comedic next level. Yeah. And admittedly, that's probably wanting too much from this film. That's not the sort of comedy film this is. Oh, careful now. It's it's. Don't it, make me add seven. Go on. The next thing, you're stealing my connections. Oh, no, I love the monkeys me. connection. Where they said, oh, yeah, the Beatles, um, the monkeys had a big influence on the Beatles. And you went, yeah, the monkeys had a big influence on the Beatles. Because you interrupted me and I was about to bejazzle you with my knowledge. Nobody's bejazzling (laughs) me. Theft. There we go. Theft. And then finally, and this is the biggest one, genuinely, with your hand on your heart, you believe Clue is a better comedy film than this. Absolutely. 100%. I will go toe to toe with anyone over that. Yes. Yes. Clue. Yes. Yes. That trot around a mansion tosh, you think is better than this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right there, ladies and gentlemen, is why next week's Reason Some on My Own podcast will be broadcast. More entertaining, gag for gag, jam-packed. No. 100%. 100%. Jesus, I can't believe we've actually broken up. (laughs) It's happened. It's ended. It's over. Well, I knew it would happen over something like this. Oh, it had to happen over something like this. So basically, Jim Carrey's broken us up. Yeah. So basically, humour has broken us up because I have a sense of it. And you just want to watch Tim, what's his face? Tim Curry run around a house going, over here, over here, over here. I'm livid. I'm livid. I'm livid. I'm actually livid. We are going to break up if you're going to start bad-mouthing Tim Curry. Absolute genius. (laughs) Absolute genius. Just putting it out there. So thank you very much, Sinead. Believe thank it or you. not, that was Reasons to Dump You. Thank you very much. It I... went quickly, that one. I think it was all that anger <laughs> inside me. It seemed to shoot by. I'm still a little bit tense now. I know, I can see it. I'm trying to be really friendly to you as we sign off. Okay, well, let's go and check out what the soup du jour is. Yeah, let's do it. Thank you very much. That was Reasons to Dump You. You can follow us on Instagram at reasons underscore pod and do rate us wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. And remember, give a little nod to your friends and say, guys, we really like this podcast. Please listen and uh, give us a rating because it does help us and it does help with the old algorithms. Mm, algorithms.